This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with The Record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin. And boy, is there a lot of sports to talk about in this week's episode of the podcast. We are uh, knee deep into uh, the playoffs here. We've got a lot of great stuff to talk about. We got championships. We got um, sectionals. We got super sectionals. We got regionals. There are a lot of stuff to talk about in this week's episode. So we're going to split this up into our usual four quarter format. Um, In the first quarter, recap everything that happened this past week. Um, in the second quarter, we are joined by Nutrier Boys Water Polo coach uh, David Rafty Flatter. In the third quarter, we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. And then in the fourth quarter, we get you all prepared for everything else that is happening this upcoming week. And there is a lot happening. So um, we'll get you all set and ready for the upcoming week of uh, sports. But let's get things started here in the first quarter. And uh, um, it's always fun to have these sort of episodes when uh, we can talking about championships. And that's exactly what uh, the new Trier boys water polo team um, did this past weekend. They defended their state championship that they uh, earned last week, last year um, and went back to Stevenson and defended it, um, earned a really strong, um, strong weekend at state down in Stevenson, Joe and uh they're able to pick up the wins to uh, win their second straight state title. Yeah, pretty impressive stuff. Um, I think it's fair to say they went into that state final as the underdog after they took care of business in the quarters, uh, beat York in the semis 9-6. to six. Uh, But Stevenson, as we talked about last week, has been just pretty dominant all year. They beat Nutria three different times during the year and by multiple multiple goals separation. So, um Fair to say they were the favorites going in, but Nutria, you know, deployed a new defense that, uh, you know, they told me they've been working on for like a month just in case they face Stevenson again. They had a pretty good idea that could come down in the playoffs, and it did. And um, they really limited Stevenson um, and their their star center, Olin, not going to be able to pronounce his name, but Olin, um, an all-state center who um, – has been pretty dominant and he didn't even have a shot on goal according to the stats. So um, pretty good defense by Nutrier and they went up three, nothing and they kind of just carried it from there. Um, nice little burst in the third, fourth quarter gave him separation. And that was all she wrote back to back champions. How big is it to see, you know, obviously when you win a state title, you make adjustments and you do the things and plays that are going to help you win a state championship, but just the, the wherewithal to, you know, kind of start planning for that to really, you know, if we put ourselves in the situation against Stevenson, this is what we're going to do. And working on that for the amount of time that you mentioned, um, weeks, I mean, just how big is that um, and how, you know, smart is that, I guess, for the coaching staff to really, you know, start instilling that so early. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's not, you know, it, you know, just a just a defense for one team while, while it was made for that one team, if they needed to, I feel like they could have deploy it for other teams and have it be um, effective if they wanted, but uh, they did want it. It sounded like as kind of a, uh, a secret weapon, if you will. Um, And I I do think it shows some foresight, just kind of being self-aware and knowing that 
Stevenson's got our number. We need to do something different. Like, you know, you keep playing Stevenson the same way and they'll beat you the same way, which, uh, you know, Nature had three different uh, full games of tape and evidence to show that. So they switched up on him with a pretty significant switch and um, Stevenson was never able to recover. So uh, pretty good foresight just knowing themselves and knowing the uh, water polo landscape. What what does it mean? You know, obviously, I know that it, it's a lot. It means a lot when you win the state championship. But just to be able to do it back to back years with this group that they've been able to kind of compile over the last couple of years, and um, just really kind of show the strong um, dedication that this group has specifically put in over the last couple of years. I mean, just what does it mean to not only win a state championship, but just to be able to defend your title? Um, in the sport where, obviously, like we mentioned with Stevenson, you've got some uh, elite programs that will stand in your way. Yeah, I think it means a lot, especially because, um, you know, it's a new territory for Nutria as of last year. They've they've been to state. They've they've collected a trophy. But, you know, getting that last, going from uh, really good to great and then staying there, those are the hardest steps right in the trajectory of a team. Um, and and Nutria has been able to conquer that. And then. This year, you know, coach was telling me it's kind of it's a differently built team. Last year they had some swimmers, some just like elite, you know, all state type fast swimmers um, that were, you know, really a major part of it. This year it was more built on power and size. And so they had to kind of pivot the way they did things. And he said, you know, the team bought in and um, they were able to they were able to just kind of play a different style of water polo and still get it done at the highest of levels. I think that shows good coaching and a good culture with that team. Yeah, it's definitely impressive just to be able to do all that. So congrats to them on uh, another great season. I know we um, kind of talked about it at the beginning of the year, just with how dominant they were. And, you know, we kept saying that we would check in and all that kind of stuff, but just to kind of put together the performance they were able to do throughout the year, um, just really great stuff. So congratulations to the Trevians on winning back-to-back um state titles um last week when we talked we talked uh both boys and girls um water polo neutral girls ended their season um in the state quarterfinals losing to york nine to six york ended up taking third place um in the state tournament but um joe obviously not a state championship but still a really strong performance to uh finish in the final uh eight yeah absolutely and you know just the way things shake out sometimes i i don't think um Nutria was seventh or eighth. They were probably a top five team, maybe even a top three, but they had maybe the two best teams, York and Stevenson. If I'm not wrong, York lost to Stevenson, right? Uh, Which won the state title standing in their way. So um, they were out early and uh, of that final eight, but they made it all the way to state once again. So um, yeah, kudos to them. They um, were a very good team this year. And I would say probably safe to say a top five team in the state. Congratulations to them on a, a fun season. Always fun to, you know, kind of get those memories. Um, obviously not to finish that they maybe wanted to, but still a lot of great stuff to look forward to and to remember from this past year. But um, let's go back to another um, memorable night, and that was Tuesday night, Joe. Um, I know you're out in Evanston um, covering girls soccer between Loyola and Nutria in a sectional semifinal matchup. And uh, boy, did it seem like it lived up to the hype just 
uh, the two teams were able to battle it out. New Trier um, able to get an overtime goal to uh, send the Trevians to um, the sectional final on uh, Friday against uh, Lane Tech, which is also something we'll talk about. But um, New Trier being able to hold on is uh, says a lot about this team, um, especially with the development we've seen all the way since the beginning of last year. Yep, says a lot. Um, very um, impressive soccer game, and I and I. I tweeted at the beginning, it's one of my favorite Loyola versus Nutrier uh, that we're able to see most, you know, many years, um, whether it's regular season tournament or whatever, um, they play each other. It's because it's such it's such high level soccer. It's really going to be a weird year when maybe a team's having is not playing at that really high level. They're just very good programs. Um, they go at each other every year. Um, it's it's just really good soccer. It's great. Um, so I enjoyed it, even though we went in there, you know, 20 minutes of extra time. It was uh, it was worth it, free soccer, and it was it was good stuff. And I would say Nutrier had more chances. You know, they really dominated the corner kick battle. Um, they probably had more rushes uh, toward the net and definitely more shots on goal. But Loyola wasn't without chances. And when it's nil-nil, uh, all you need is one, right? Um, one chance to, to break through, and um, they just could never do that. A couple times in front of the net, they had a – chances um Loyola did and they just couldn't do it um Nutria did have more though um and you know so dangerous uh with all their talent on those on those corners um that they're able to bring in their athleticism and um they were finally able to punch it home on kind of a uh a header uh, that was saved initially and then the rebound you know it, it gets kind of chaotic in there and um Lauren Cal- Caldwell just kind of got her toe on it just kind of she called it a toe poke Although she also said she blacked out. She's not sure what happened. Uh, kind of a tongue-in-cheek comment. But um, she got a toe to it and, it and it went in the back of the net. So um, the celebration was on from there. They held on. And uh, it was it was really good soccer. And congrats to them. And, and Loyola, which had a good season. I, I, I wrote in the article that's out that um, both teams were on a, a bit of a run here. Loyola, and we talked about this in the pod too, they lost so many from last year's kind of these foundational seniors as they rebuilt the program. And they made it to – they were a sectional finalist last year. And uh, who are they going to be this year? They started the season like 2-3-3 three, and three, or, or maybe it was whatever. They started the season for a while, just kind of floating around that 500 mark until they they, they figured it out. And they uh, – I think the last 10 games they were 8-2, and two, and one of those losses was in penalty kicks. And uh, they were – they won the GCAC, just a really good team um and a really good season nothing to hang your head about when it when it's this sectional and this level of talent that goes down in the sectional round so good season for Loyola but Nutria is marching on and they'll play Lane Tech a surprise in the sectional final just to kind of hit on a little bit more Joe you mentioned um uh, you know they were able Nutria was able to score on its 10th corner kick um a lot of rushes for Loyola and Nutria um, what was stopping them from finishing on those opportunities? It seems like both teams were able to create a lot of chances. Um, it just took until um, double overtime for uh, someone to finally score. I think the most, the biggest thing is just the talent level that these teams have in their backfields. I mean, their defensive backs, it seems everything every year is so strong. Um, and, and that went for both teams this year. Loyola's was very experienced. And uh, Nutria just kind of always has that strong back half that's really hard to get quality shots, even if you get to the end line and, and you try to make some a run and cross. 
I mean, there's there's just going to be disciplined defenders in the right places to 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 squelch those opportunities. And you saw that time and time again. There was some, and there's some bad luck that plays into it too. Um, you know, um, but you know when your defenders are in the right place and they're talented, um, that minimizes the opportunities for luck and mishaps and things that happen um, as they clear balls or just deflect balls and um, kind of change things off the mark. So um, I would say the Loyola goalie as well, Ellie Bradley was was really good. Um, she probably made a couple saves that were, I think she made 13 overall, but probably one or two were. Looked like they were meant for the back of the net, and she uh, she made some great saves. So, um, kudos to her as well. All right, we'll talk more about that Friday matchup and beyond um, later on in the podcast. But let's keep things going here in the first quarter. And uh, we had um, girls' state uh, track and field take place over the weekend on the campus of Eastern Illinois University. Both uh, um, Nutrier and Loyola had some participants, along with uh, um, Regina as well. Um, but, uh, Joe, what, what were some of your highlights of what, you know, our North Shore area teams, uh, were able to accomplish down in Charleston over the weekend? Well, you got to start with talking about Gabby Manzano, the junior, um, leaper and, um, runner, um, for New Trier. She took home a fourth place finish in the, um, in the long jump with, I believe her personal best, at least she had her personal best over the weekend. Um, and, uh, yeah, 5.58 was her was her final t- final one um final jump 5.58 meters and that placed her in fourth place and that's uh an unbelievable finish at the state competition she was also part of i think you know at least two relays at state and one um two made it to the finals the four by two and the four by four um and with the four by two i think they took i'm gonna i'm gonna find it real quick so i don't mess this up it's actually the four by four uh play seventh and, and um that's an all-state time as well, an all-state finish. Um, and she was with, got, got a list of them all, Carly McConnell, Katie Sarnoff, and Kelly Shirelli. Um, and they finished seven, so an all-state uh, finish for them. So pretty good right there, um, finish for that girls' track team. Um, Loyal Academy, um, also Jane Lynch finished uh, 13th in the 3,200 meters. Um, quite a run for her. Um, the big one for, for Loyal was McKenna Coltiff. Uh, finished seventh um, in the 300 hurdles. Uh, there's an all-state finish right there. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find their relays because they qualified a lot of relays as well. And then they ran a bunch of relays. They got a 12th place finish out of one, um, the four by four, but they also ran the four by eight and four by two at state. So um, pretty good stuff from all them. Uh, you know, I think Gabby jumped up from about, I don't know where she placed after her, uh, sectional, but I, I don't think she was in the top 10. She was right outside. So jumping all the way, <laughs> jumping all the way to fourth, uh, pretty good finish for Gabby. Yeah, really impressive stuff. So congrats to them on a, on a really impressive season, just being able to, you know, medal and um, really get uh, um, some great finishes to end the year and end some of their careers. So congrats to them on doing all that. Uh, moving on to uh, boys tennis. We had boys tennis sectional over this past weekend, Nutria hosting and Nutria winning once again. Um, team score with 26. Uh, Caden Liu won the singles title for the Trevians, while Will Feely took fourth in singles. Um, Nutrier took the top two double spots. Uh, Chris Ackerman and Stan Ockison took the number one doubles. Oliver Calpiester and uh, Daniel Madden uh, took the number two doubles. 
Loyola had took the number three and number four doubles. Danny Birmingham and James Sohaigan um, took the number three doubles. And P.J. Barry and Sam Cho um, took the number four doubles. Uh, so both uh, Nutrier and Loyola well represented, Joe, as uh, we get ready for the state tournament this weekend. Yep, going to be a good one. Um, you know, Nutrier is going to have uh, another sh good shot at uh, a trophy and maybe even um, a championship here. Uh, stiff competition. But, um, you know, right now in the rankings, they have the top-ranked doubles team in Ackerman and Oakson. Um, both sophomores, by the way. Uh, so they're seated first there. And on the single side, they also have both their guys, right? Caden Liu is in that five to eight range and Will Philly in that nine to 16. And their second doubles team also in that nine to 16 of Capitals and Madden. Um, so uh, we're, we're looking good. Um, and uh, they just got to perform now, now that they're there. Um, Loyola, like you said, they got their doubles teams there, but let's not forget also about Highland Park. Um, their doubles team is uh, their top doubles team is ranked second. Um, Evan Gleba of <laughs> sorry, Evan and Blake Gold um, are, are the second right behind Ackerman and Oakson of Nutrier. So um, we're going to get some points there for Highland Park. Also a very good tennis program. Um, they also got Andrew Arzak and Andrew Rosenfeld, um, another doubles team um, to compete. So a um, couple guys there. It should be pretty fun state, which starts uh, we're recording this Wednesday starts Thursday tomorrow. All right, keeping it going, Joe. We this feels like forever ago at this point, but you covered a, a boys track and field sectional on Thursday at Deerfield. Um, I did? and uh, yeah, apparently, and uh, there are a lot of um, a lot of good performances from the area, a lot of new Trier, Loyola, and Highland Park. Um, good representation there. What were some of your favorite things? Um, some of the favorite performances you kind of saw in that sectional? Yeah, this was really you know, if the girls really saw some special performances in the field. Um, a week prior, the boys was all, not all, but a lot of it was done on the track uh, for all three programs we cover, uh, Nutria Loyola and Highland Park. You know, let's let's just start by giving a shout out to Doug Anderson, uh, a junior from Highland Park, who is just continues his dominant, dominant season. Um, he won the 200, he won the 400, and he was part of the um, their winning four by two or was the four by four. Sorry about that, but he 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 just for it was the four by four. Um, so special season for him, and he's going to do some damage at the state state finals as well. Um, uh, Nutrier continued their special season; they won conference as we mentioned a week before. I, I think Coach told me for the first time since the nineties, and and he was excited about their lower levels winning conference too. Pumped about for what this program's becoming, what they can do, and uh, really led by their their distance guys. Um, both Ben Crane, he won the um, 3200. Felix Hexter was a couple places behind him, also qualifying for state. And then uh, Oscar, Duena, Alda, and Crane went 2-4, um, second and fourth in the 1600. So those two races with those, you know, four finishes among those three guys, got them got Nutria 26 points. Um, so you add in some of their other stuff on the track, like their six points for their four by 800 relay and their distance is, uh, is just an impressive crop of distance runners this year. Um, they also qualified their four by four and Loyola qualified all four of their relays, four by one, four by two, four by four, four by eight. Um, and, uh, that they're a fast group that should do pretty well 
at state as well. So um, congrats to all of them. It's, it does seem like a long time ago um, in the field. We did have um, Loyola get a champion, um, Enoch Apaya Kubi. Uh, he dominated the triple jump, 13.66 meters, more than a half meter ahead of the next com competitor. Um, and he's looking to do damage at state as well in the triple jump. All right, a couple more uh, quick hitters for um, everybody. Um, we mentioned baseball last week. New Trier um, couldn't hold up with GBN, and GBN won the CSL division title. Uh, Highland Park won a share of the conference title. Joe, what were your thoughts about the baseball? Uh, Maine South, not GBN. Maine South. Oh, right. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, you know, I guess as rough of a patch as you can get when you're 24 and, and 8 or whatever New Trier is, they – they lost kind of a, a funky game to Loyola, and then they, they lost one to Maine South as well, and they followed up with a tough 2-1 loss um, on Saturday non-conference, playoff prepper, if you will, um, to Mundelein. So um, not exactly the type of uh, outcomes you want heading into the postseason, but as we say over and over again, ba baseball's an unpredictable game. Hi. Sorry. Baseball is an unpredictable game, and uh, you know who knows what lights a fire, who knows what kind of puts out that fire. Um, Nutrier's got the talent and got some arms to to do damage in the postseason, and now they'll go into it just with a couple losses in a row. So hopefully that wakes them up and they're ready to go. Um, but I think Maine South deserves the conference title. They've certainly won enough games to show that they've um, they deserve it. And for um, Highland Park, what can you say about Luke Weber in a in an important conference game, he went, I think he went eight and struck out 14 um, in a win over Vernon Hills. So um, he's their junior ace over there that we talked about a lot last week. Both uh, Nutrier and Loyola boys and girls across has made it to their sectional semifinals on Wednesday. So we'll talk more about that in the upcoming periods. Um, Nutrier softball lost to Libertyville to start the postseason. Loyola will take on um, forget exactly who they take on, but they'll play on Wednesday. We're recording this on Wednesday. Um, Loyola boys volleyball um, ended the regular season with a thirty to six six record, um, ending the season with a two to one loss to Brother Rice. So I think that means that they shared the conference title. Was that right? Or yeah, they beat Brother Rice, Brother Rice. Earlier, so they shared oh. it, and they opened the postseason. So did Nutria last night. I'm sure you're going to say it with win. Yeah. All right, I think that is literally everything that we could possibly talk about in the first period, uh, first quarter. So let's move on over to the second quarter, where we are joined by uh, two-time champion coach, Nutria Boys Water Polo, David Rafferty Flatter. Joe, you got a chance to talk to him um, after the Trevians won their second straight title. What are the folks at home going to hear? Uh, we'll talk about um, that new defense that they deployed um, against Stevenson, and also talk about what it's like um, coming off a state championship and. And uh, with uh, and back to back, and what it's like defending that championship. All right, let's have a listen. Well, yeah. Well, just tell me. I know. I know Stevenson got you guys a couple times during the year, right? So, so what was kind of the difference in this one? What were you guys' adjustments? Um, you know, defensively, we we made uh, uh, quite a few adjustments, to be honest with you. And I think um, trying to, uh, you know really sort of take away their, their, in my opinion, the best player in the state, and that being Olin, and, and he is a dominant two-meter set, uh, and, and so we wanted to sort of force them to go a different way um, offensively, um, and, and that 
really was sort of the big, um, you know, the, the big reason why there was the big change. We hadn't played that way. We hadn't shown that defense to begin with yet uh, in the first three meetings. And um, we weren't even quite sure if it was going to work or not, but uh, we were, we were all in. Now did that, um, <clears throat> did that kind of strategy that play out through the game? Cause I know you guys took a lead, but uh, obviously they're, they're very good. So they, they fought back on you. Did, did, did that hold throughout the whole game or did you have to kind of make some in-game stuff? Um, no, it, it, we, of course you always have to make some, some in-game adjustments. And I think, you know, we, we really were at this point putting the hand, putting the game in the hands of our seniors, uh, the ones that really have sort of been through this defensively. Um, and, and Thomas Dean, um, you know, drew, drew his third ejection and was working with two pretty early and, and we were being cautious with him. And, um, you know, we had to then, you know, rotate over to, to Alex Bailey and, uh, even Charlie Pleiter, who, you know, those those three seniors right there are our biggest guys. And um, they were tasked with sort of running that defense, um, you know. And then I think you had a lot of help. You know, Will Moran on, on the backside uh, probably was the biggest surprise in that defense. He, he was sort of having more room to roam a little bit and, and made a, you know, high number of steals. I think he had probably six or seven steals on the day really kind of step forward too, but our seniors really made that, that defense work. And if I'm wrong, did you guys take like a, like a three, nothing lead right off the bat? How big was that? Uh, well, that was huge. We knew, we knew we'd be in the game, you know, Stevenson, uh, to their credit, uh, any, anytime you see Stevenson and, and Sean's teams, uh, they come out and they're ready to play right from the first whistle. And, and these guys, uh, you know, I think the first couple of times we played them, they were up five to one or they were up, you know, four to four to nothing. Or, you know, they come out and they really try to put uh, their points on the board. And so we wanted to kind of weather that storm. Um, and and we had a little bit of luck. You know, I think their first three shots were, were bar out or first two were bar out. And Luke made a great save on another. And, and um, you know, I think that, those we knew that if we were within one uh, or tied uh, going out uh, the first quarter, we'd be uh, we'd have a chance. I don't think we expected a three to nothing lead. That's for sure. <clears throat> um, so you guys, you, you won last year as well. So, uh, what was kind of some cha- what were some challenges in in your repeat um, bid? Sure. Well, I think there were there were there were a number of challenges. First of all, you know, you, you're always the teams always change, um, and and we just did not have uh, that high end speed that we had last year, um, and so we couldn't necessarily play uh, the counterattack game that we wanted to play. Um, this team, size wise, was probably the biggest that we've ever had, uh, and so we were able to play a, more of a half court, um, you know, uh, half court game. Um, which which helped. Um, I think anytime you are uh, you know state champion, defending state champion, the the, the bullseye on your back is extremely big. Um, and so it, there was a moment probably early on that the guys 
had to adjust that every time a goal was scored against you, the cheers were louder and the teams were more amped up to play you. Um, and then once they, they sort of adjusted to that and then sort of adjusted to the new style of play, um, of being more methodical and, and being more uh, intelligent and, and decisive in their decision-making, I think um, you saw them really start to kind of come together. And to their credit, they they came together right at the right time. That's for sure. We were playing good water polo by the time May rolled around uh, as opposed to March. And, I mean, <clears throat> just reaction, you know, back-to-back champions. Obviously, last year was uh, groundbreaking for the Nutria program. Now you're back-to-back. Just how, how does it feel? Uh, you know, I, I don't even know if I have the words to, to be honest with you. It's, it's a lot of, uh, there were a lot of holy cows. There were a lot of, did this really happen? Um, you know, and, and last night from the guys. And I think, um, you know, it, 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 again, they earned all of their accolades here. They're, they were committed all the way through. And I think, um, one of the things that's really starting to shine is this culture that, that, our players have helped create over the last couple of years. You know, we got back to Nutria last night. Uh, I don't know, it was 10, 1030. Uh, and I think these guys stood around in the parking lot uh, in the dark, uh, probably until about 11, 11, 15. And finally the coaches were like, hey, you know, <laughs> we have families here. Let's kind of, you know, let's kind of get going. And, and you hate to do that to them, but at the same time, they just, uh, they just enjoyed being around each other. And I think that was a part uh, for me, that I'm going to take away that that uh, sort of is the cherry on top of all of this. And um, some big time seniors graduate. I mean, we we know that you know Noah and um, um, Thomas, and and you got a bunch of others. So what what was special about these seniors? Um, you know, I, I, these seniors. It's funny because with with you know our strength and conditioning program, Jim that Jim Davis leads. You know, they, they sort of have this mantra of, of uh, you know, know the way, go the way, show the way. Uh, and, and, and these guys, these seniors, um, really are a group of the most successful players that have come out of Nutria uh, that we've ever had. And I think, um, you know, they, they definitely took that mantra. You know, there have been moments in the weight room um, where, you know, guys like Noah Mendoza, who's a senior that, that, you know, probably didn't see as much time in the water as he wanted to, but but Noah was leading our freshmen in the weight room, sort of going, no, 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 that's not the way we do this. This is the way we do this. And um, that is probably their legacy. That's their biggest legacy is that uh, they they know, uh, they, they knew how to do this. Uh, they, they showed how to do this, and they were making sure that these guys were definitely willing to go with them uh, by the time it was all said and done. Thank you, as always, for joining us, David. And thank you to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight, especially, um, you know, in those championship moments. It's always fun to see, um, you know, what's going through the mind and all that kind of stuff after such a big moment. So uh, congrats to the Trevians again um, on a a really impressive weekend and a really impressive season to finish uh, back-to-back state champions. All right, let's move on over now to Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game where I throw out five propositions and Joe and I argue or agree upon whether those propositions can happen way or no way they cannot happen. Um, Let's start things off here with uh, girls soccer, Joe. Um, We talked about Nutrier beating Loyola and then uh, Lane Tech upsetting uh, top seed Evanston um, in that sectional. 
So, Joe, way or no way, the path is now clear for Nutrier to make it to the state finals. Uh, no way. It's not clear. Um, Lane Tech's very good, and um, they've improved throughout the season. So, Nutrier beat them 3-2 midway through the year, and since then they haven't lost a game. Um, so, um, they dominated the Catholic – or, I'm sorry, the um, CPS um, to a conference championship, and um, – they took out Evanston. Um, so, um, I mean, what more do they have to do to uh, kind of earn the respect? I think it's another toss-up type game of teams playing at a very high level right now. So I wouldn't call it clear. Yeah, I, I think clear would be – this, this route to state would not be easy. They would need to beat Lane Tech, and then they would either need to beat um, Libertyville or Friend in the super sectional at Nutrier. At least that match would be at, at Nutrier, I guess, on Tuesday um, at 6 p.m., but – um, do I think it can happen? Sure, I, I think that this team can do it, but um, it's definitely not a clear path. Lane Tech is going to be a really tough team, and either Friend or Libertyville are going to be tough teams if they're able to win on Friday. So um, I'm going to go with a no way there as well. All right, Joe, we have some uh, North Shore uh, State finalists uh, competing in the boys' track and field uh, state meet this weekend. Way or no way we have a medalist um, from the weekend? Way, I think we might have a few. Um... I'm going to say, you know, Trev's distance guy, you know, best bet is, is Ben Crane gets it done. Um, I also think, you know, Doug Anderson, I mean, he, he's got nothing left to prove either uh, for, for how in upper echelon he is in, uh, in the state track. So Highland Park's um, Doug Anderson should do pretty well. I think he'll come away with at least one medal, maybe more. Um, and uh, I think Nutrier does and, and look out for one of those, one of those Loyola relays might do some damage too. So I think for sure, yes. Yeah, this feels like a strong way for me as well. I think they've got a lot of talent in the area, and I think uh, a lot of good relays, a lot of good runners, a lot of good field events. So I, I'm going to go with the way there. That's pretty easy um, question by me. Um, I think that uh, there's definitely someone who's going to come home with at least one medal um, if we don't see multiple people get some medals as well. Um, all right, Loyola and Nutrier boys volleyball are competing each other in the same sectional, but they'll be competing in the opposite side. Way or no way, Joe, you think we get a Loyola-Nutrier sectional final? We've talked a lot about this boys volleyball area being crazy and very unpredictable. What do you think happens here? Oh, man, I want to see it badly. Um, I really do, but I, GBS is an absolute juggernaut, and Nutrier is the only team to have beaten them. Um, I think they're whatever 30 something and one. Um, but the last time those two teams plays, GBS swept them. So man, um I think, you know, if I'm I don't think so. I, I don't think that's what it's gonna be. I just think that uh, GBS is is on something this year. Um it's on one and ready to go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a no way just because I feel like it would be hard it's hard to get the perfect storm. You would get um, presumably Nutrier playing GBS in the sectional semifinal um, on Saturday. It doesn't say anything. I would assume Saturday. Um, and then you would get um, Loyola potentially playing GBN on Saturday in the other sectional semifinal. Um, so I, I think it'll be impressive for us, for the area to get one team, either Loyola or Nutrier to get both. I think it's kind of a tall task. So I'm going to go with no way on that one. I think, uh, um, this area is just too unpredictable at this point, so I'm going to go with no way. All right, Joe, baseball playoffs are starting this week, um, I guess for 3A and 4A. 
Uh, way or no way you think Nutria makes it past the regional round? I do. I do. I think they pick it up. I think I just I just believe in these guys. I think their bats kind of wake up a little bit. Excuse me, in maybe the regional semis. And uh, then they start going to work um, like they did from, you know, mid-April to mid-May or wherever it was where they just went on a really big hot streak. Uh, I think they can do that again. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I just I just like the composition of this team. So I'll say away. Yeah, I think I, I'm going to go with the way there. I think that, that, I don't know, baseball is so freaking unpredictable and it's hard to know exactly what is going to happen. So um, would I be surprised if Loyola wins that regional? No, but I think that Nutria has the – um, pitching staff, and I think they probably worked on their rotation and set up and that kind of stuff to kind of create these um, good matchups. So I, I, I think um, it's a way. I think Nutria gets wins a regional title, and then after that, um, your guess is as good as mine. You know, once it comes time to sectional uh, baseball, I, I just think it's too hard to predict. And um, but I, I think way Nutria will definitely make it past the a regional round. All right, Joe, these questions are always my favorite to ask because they can be absolute by the time people listen to them. Um, but way or no way, uh, you think both Loyola lacrosse teams uh, win sectional titles? I'll say no way. I think we go Loyola boys and Nutria girls. Uh, I think the Nutria-Loyola girls matchup is more of a toss-up and just for variety's sake. Um, no real um, analysis of on-field play from me, but just uh, uh, from that perspective, let's uh, let's give it one of each in the, in the, that take the sectional and move on to state. I'm going to go the, with way on this one. I think the boys are the favorite in that area, so I think that part secures it. So I can't. Sorry if I put any bad luck on you guys. Um, you know, in your matchups, but um for Loyola and Nutrier Loyola needs to beat Maine South Nutrier needs to beat OPRF to play against each other Friday at Nutrier um does the game being at Nutrier really make a difference if Loyola just has to go up the road in Northfield not really um so I, I think I'm going to go with way here I just think that um it'll be a tight one but I think the Ramblers will be able to pull off um winning both sectional titles so they'll both be um competing for super sectionals on Tuesday all right, that's everything that we've got for way or no way. Let's move on over to the fourth quarter where we've got a lot to talk about. Um, let's move down through, let's just go through, um, you know, start with championship and then, you know, state titles and go down through the playoff format, I guess, for all the different sports. But um, track and field, Joe, we talked about it in the third quarter. Um, just you're expecting some good performances down at state for um, our area uh, runners and uh, relays. Yeah, I am. Um, I think um, I actually, that's a great question. I was just looking at tennis, not, um, not track and field. I haven't looked where their seed times put them. So let's do that real quick. See if they even got them up yet. I would think they should. Um, this is good on a podcast, dead air. That's, uh, that's what people Dead want. air is what people keep, keeps people coming back, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, shoot, where, where would they be? Well, this, we'll do it this way. Um, I did forget to mention in the distance, we have some Highland Park guys that are, they're in pretty good shape as well. Um, yeah, so Doug Anderson, you know, he's, um, he's in the top 10 right now, both in the, in the 400, actually, um, 
Highland Park has a couple guys in the top 12 um, for the 400. Um, so we could see some things there. And in the 200, he's sitting right about, it looks like 15 or so. Um, so we're looking good there. And Nutria's 4x4 relay is in a good spot. Same with their 4x8. Uh, ben Crane in the 3200 looks pretty good. Should do some damage, as we said. So, um, yeah, it's going to be kind of said in way, no way. I do, I do think they should do pretty good, pretty well. Um, and hopefully we'll see, um, excuse me, um, we'll see uh, multi-medalists come out of this area, which I think is definitely a possibility. Yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility with the scores and times we saw at the at the sectional and just how they're kind of ranked compared to other, um, you know, runners uh, in the area. Um, I, we talked about this in way or no way, but I think that they should be able to get some um, medalists out of this. So it should be a really fun weekend. Um, for our North Shore area athletes. Um, Joe, since you had boys tennis uh, up this weekend, um, what do you think happened? Do we get, uh, what is, I know obviously um, there's no, you know, big state title or anything like that, but what do you think happens for Nutria and for Loyola? And does Nutria have the depth to kind of compete as a team? And uh, does Nutria have the depth to kind of, you know, compete for those top spots? I think Nutria certainly does have the depth, and I think they have to get it done on the um, – I think it's going to be a battle on the double side. I think if, if Ackerman and Okuson can go all the way to the state Final Four, even the state title match, um, I think Nutria should have a pretty decent shot at, at, at taking home a state championship as a team. Um, Hinsdale Central, of course, all their you know entries are also ranked. Um, they're going to be uh, quite the foe. Um, on the double side and the single side. Um, I think that it's really those two to beat. Um, looking just, and, and again, I'm just looking at um, how this IHSA has ranked them. You know, Stevenson, of course, always has a good squad. And uh, of course, I'm missing somebody who's always up there. But um, I think it's between Hinsdale Central and Nutria for a state championship. So um, you get a couple big wins in big spots, those, those points, which is really matter. Yeah, I think it's usually between those two teams when it comes to tennis. Um, and I think we'll probably get a repeat of what happened last year. I mean, I think Hinsdale Central kind of dominated last year. So I think Nutria will be a little bit closer than they were last year. But um, it definitely seems like it'll be a two-horse race um, when it comes to, you know, winning those medals and winning that title um, moving forward. Um, all right, Joe, we talked about it a little bit, but let's get into it more. Um, Nutria Girls Soccer gets Lane Tech on Friday then they would potentially get Fremd or Libertyville on Tuesday in the super sectional. Um, how does Nutria match up against Lane Tech and uh, potentially how do they match up against likely Libertyville, but also maybe Fremd? Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting match. And I, I was surprised to see the score at one nil um, against Evanston, Lane Tech Evanston, mostly because Evanston can score and so can Lane Tech as we've seen from their from their you know uh, results over the past month and a half. So I thought maybe maybe Lane Tech could could do something special on the offensive side, um, but uh, it was the opposite. They 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 just stopped Evanson's super offense, um, which makes it super impressive um, that they were able to do that um, in maybe a way that they hadn't before. So you know when. When Nutria and Lane Tech played um, in April, um, it was a three-two match, so high scoring. You know that both teams were able to put it in the net. And 
looking like maybe this game won't be that way. Um, but, you know, one thing Coach Burnside was telling me was, you know, throughout this year for New Trier, a uh, pretty good season. I think they're 22 and three and and some some ties um, as well. Um, they they didn't always have their full unit. Actually, they rarely did with um, people in and out of the lineups and, and impactful players in and out the li- lineup, whether it's Lee Dodge or um, who else did he mention now? Uh, Charlotte Dellen, I think he mentioned um, in and out with different various injuries and ailments and things like that. And he said he's got the full his full lineup at his disposal, all the starters and um, against Loyola, he was really keeping fresh legs in there, keeping that pressure on. Um, I wonder if um, he's able to do that again. And and it leads to a couple more um, goals than what we saw against Loyola, who has, as I said, such a, such an effective back line. So um, I think it's going to be a really good soccer match. I do think uh, there might be a little more scoring than we saw in the other two sectional games though. How much does Nutria's experience in these big games kind of help them in this moment? You know, they played against um, Lane Tech in April, so maybe a little bit different teams. I mean, mid-April to now you change, but probably not change that much. Um, but like we've talked about all season, uh, Nutria lost the Lions 1-0, Evanston 3-0, um, Naperville North uh, 2-1, um, they beat Loyola 2-1. Um what have we kind of learned about this new Trier team at this point in these um, matchups against big opponents? And how, how does that kind of prepare them for a matchup against Lane and then potentially a super sectional matchup against um, Libertyville, one of the best teams in the state? Yeah, I think it's a pretty um, resilient group. I think in some big matches, we, we've seen them, um, you know, perform in the big spots and, and come out with one goal, close game victories against big time opponents. So um, I think they can definitely do it. Um, and, you know, whether they beat Lane Tech and uh, face Libertyville or not, um, you know, they, they really feel like they're playing, peaking at the right time. And that's what Lauren Caldwell was telling me. Um, they feel like they're peaking at the right time and they've got the whole lineup at their disposal. That's a lot of talent on that field um, for Nutrier. Um, it's just, can they get that, um, the ball to bounce the right way when they get those chances because they they create a ton of opportunities um, and they did against Loyola and can they do it again um, and just put in the back of the net I think that's um, maybe what's lacking is an absolute which we've talked about before with them an absolute killer up top who that's the person who scores 20-30 goals a season um, it's more spread out and they do it in a different way um, so can they get a couple from a couple different people Um Yet to be seen, um, at least uh, in, in this uh, against these big time opponents here. You only scored one against Loyola, but I think they can. All right, Joe, what that happens in this boys volleyball sectional? What 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 do you kind of expect the next time we're talking um, next week? I mean, that, like, we'll have a sectional uh, champion at that point, and um, they'll be talking about state quarterfinals for the next week. Um, do we have? A Loyola or, or a Nutrier who's going to be competing for a title? What uh, Do we have regional titles? Just what, what do you kind of expect to happen in this crazy sectional? I do think we have regional titles. I think we'll come out with a couple regional guys. Um, I think that Loyola um, – would Loyola have GBN and Nutrier, GBS? Is that how it shakes out? Yeah, right? On Saturday? Yeah. I think we might have a Loyola-GBS final. Um, sectional final and and GBS is just 
I mean, you look at their scores and you look at their opponents, and I don't know how you can't just really be impressed by this team and what they're able to do um, with this rugged schedule. They're just really dominant, and um, I think they're coming out of the sectional. I think it's a, a GBS year. It seems like it's going to be that way. It just it, it seems like with what they've been able to accomplish so far this season, I mean, um, we talked about it throughout the spring about how every team was beat up on each other, but GBS just seems so impressive and what they've been able to do. And it just kind of see, I don't know, volleyball is kind of close to baseball where it's like anything can happen, especially when the sport like volleyball, but um, it just seems like GBS potentially, I, I think it probably would go to three sets. I think if it was neutral, if it was uh, GBS and uh, Loyola, and I think it'll probably go three sets if it is GBS neutral in a sectional semifinals. So, um, but it seems like GBS just has the will, you know, the power um, and the talent to kind of, pull out in a really tough sectional here. Yeah. I, you know, I talked to Tristan McPherson this week, who's, who's a middle on Nutrier and his, the, the team is embracing kind of that wild card role. Um, they've been playing because they've taken some uncharacteristic losses. Like you think like, Oh, this team just beat, I mean, they beat GBS and then they come around and then they lose in straight sets to main South. Like it's, it's been an up and down season. They're 18 and 12 or 19 and 12 ish. Um, so they have the talent there. They just sometimes kind of go, you know, they ride the ebbs and flows. If they're on a good one, they play up to their competition and I think they can surprise some folks. So they're embracing it. So who knows, you know, um, Nutria could lose tomorrow in the regional final, uh, or maybe that's Friday. Uh, no, it's tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, or they could come out, you know, as sectional champs. I really think that's possible. All right. Finally, let's get to baseball. Um, Things are starting off here. Nutrier is uh, going to play uh, Lincoln Park today on Wednesday at the Loyola Regional. Um, Loyola plays Prospect on Thursday. Um, and then the winners of those two, those two games play at Loyola um, 11 o'clock on Saturday for a regional title. Um, Joe, it's the, it feels like a really flimsy excuse, but baseball really is just so unpredictable and you a team can really go on a, on a run here. So my first question is, can Loyola do that? Can Loyola go on a run? You know, they got beat up pretty well in the CCL. Um, they faced off against a lot of good teams and they've done a lot of great things. Um, can this team, and it's maybe, you know, maybe its record doesn't truly show the kind of team it is. Can it go on a run? Yes. Yeah, certainly. And it's because they play all that. I mean, of course, they got talent too, but they play such a demanding schedule in that Catholic league and outside of it um, that it, it it builds you up. You know, it builds up your armor. It builds up uh, um, your – it toughens you up, but it also makes you better technically and more sound and all that good stuff that we talk about with baseball. You're a better team because of that schedule for sure. You know, if you 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 drop Loyola into whatever other conference and they're they have a better record, I don't think that's I believe that's closer to an objective truth than a subjective one. So, um, that being said, because of that, they face tougher teams early. So, if Loyola does go on a run, they're just knocking off killers left and right. You know, it start prospects a good team. I think that's who they start with today. Yeah, and then we got to go right into New Trier, who's the two seed. Uh, not easy, and uh, not only the rivalry part of it, but the Nutria looking for the revenge piece of it too. After kind of that uh, that four three 
loss, walk-off loss a couple weeks ago. So um, they can. Um, I just think it's going to be really tough to do. All right, Joe, what is your playoff prediction for Nutrier? How far can this Nutrier team go? Regional title, sectional title, state title? What can this Nutrier team do? I feel like we've been trying to figure it out all season. I I mean, I do think this team can win a sectional. I think they have that capability. But you give me that list of the first seven teams, six teams in that sectional, I think they all can. I think they're that good. Um I think it's whatever team gets hot, you know, and Nutrier's got the lineup to do that. They can really get it going one through nine um, and uh, outslug any team maybe in the state um, when they're going right. I just think they need to turn on that, get that switch on. They need to get those gears running. And I, you're, you're running out of time. You are out of time. You got to get it going today, right, and to start the regionals. And then if you win this one, definitely on Saturday against Loyola, then there's, there's just no days off. So, um Hopefully they can get it going and get that offense working. And if so, I'll feel better about it. I, I do like their arms, but they're not absolute shutdown arms. They don't have like, uh, at least right now, um, you know, a number one draft prospect in, in that arsenal, but they're, they're good quality arms. So I, they can, they can hold teams down. It's just, can they get those bats working? No days off is a good description of what is uh, this time of year for spring sports. It feels like it's constantly going on. And, uh, we try to get you all the recaps and try to preview everything as best as we could. Hopefully we, you enjoyed um, listening to us talk about everything. Um, thanks again to, uh, you know, for listening to the podcast. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you give us a little like and always appreciate the support. Um, and uh, make sure you spread the word while you're at those events this week and weekend. Um, make sure you're spreading the word about the varsity and uh, always appreciate everybody's support. Um, have fun uh, this upcoming week. There's a lot of good stuff to check out. Um, check out my work at FridayNightDrive.com. We've got a lot of great content um, as we are uh, we are inching closer towards football. It's not too long, and we might be two or three podcasts where Joe and I are previewing the schedules and getting ready to start looking at camps and seven on sevens and all that kind of stuff. So uh, summer means football is not too far away. So obviously we'll get ready on that stuff. And as always, check out Joe's work at the record Make sure you subscribe and donate. Um, check out all his work, not only uh, sports, but everything else that he covers in the area. Um, so uh, hope everyone has a fun week of sports. A lot of great stuff going on. Everyone have a good Memorial Day. And uh, we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity, uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.